Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> oh, oh, that was terrible. I don't know what to say. Um, welcome to the Good Morning Suffolk podcast, everyone. Thank you all for for tuning in and clicking on today's episode. Um, yeah, this is the weekly podcast from Suffolk News. I'm Sam Harrison, and I'm Cameron Reed. Wow, what a start, Sam. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't great, was it? <laughs> You're, <laughs> you're becoming the king of the intros, Cameron. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, you're, you're getting there. We just need to practice, I think. Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. A few more, a few more goes. Yeah, I'll, 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 maybe I'll introduce next week's as well, and then um, yeah. might be able to get the hang of it. But yeah, Cameron, how are you doing, man? How's how's your week going so far? Yeah, I mean, yes. I can't really complain. Nothing majorly bad's gone wrong, and I'm, you know, I'm smiling and I'm happy. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Good. What about you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I've been busy like this past week and I've been um been going to Stone Market a lot, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, you know, uh Stone Market, lovely little little town. It's it's on my um my patch. I kind of look after the news coming out of Stone Market and yeah, this you know, this year our editor Paul was just saying, Sam, get on it down to Stone Market as much as you can. So I'm loving it. Went to a little um, coffee shop, had a coffee and, you know, did a little, um, I was asking people like, you know, oh, where else should I go to get a coffee in Stone Market? Yeah. And had some great people, you know, get in touch and um, yeah, just, just loving life at the minute, man. It's a good start of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, sounds like, like, it's, like it's a good busy then. You're busy, but it's a good busy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's that's a big thing, isn't it? You know, I feel like when we're talking about being busy, especially journalists, oh. we can often just have like a list as long as your arm of things to do. But um, have you have you been good busy or bad busy? Yeah, good busy, but not like you know, not hectic. Obviously, I'm doing early morning stuff this week, so it's quite. It's not too bad at the minute. January's quite quiet, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how do you find working from home? Uh, good question. I don't mind it actually. I, I think some people either struggle or just can't work at home, but I don't mind it. I probably, on given the choice, I'd rather be in the office. But I actually quite like switching it up, and it's nice to do something a little bit different, break up, yeah. you know, the monotony of life. So yeah, yeah. I was talking to um our colleague Tamika Green about working from home and she was saying she just gets really distracted <laughs> by everything and my mum my mum works from home and she's she's just really good at it and she'll like you know take meetings do all her work and then you know like she can still you know just enjoy being at home and do things that you obviously can't do in the office and stuff and yeah some people just really thrive with it and love it don't they yeah I mean, whatever floats your boat, really. Whatever floats your boat. But Cameron, this week, you know, yeah. we've, we've had, it's, it's been an interesting week in the newsroom. We've got, you know, a couple of stories, our top stories of the week were, you know, about a, um, a high street favourite closing after 140 years. Popular pub becomes latest closed doors. And um, there's, yeah, a bit of news about a bakery chain that's coming to Bury St. Edmunds Town Centre. So lots to lots to chat about. But um, yeah, should we get into our first little bit? Yeah, let's do this. I'll kick things off, Sam. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, well, 
We'll start in Newmarket, where a jewellers is closing down, as you said, after more than 140 years trading in the high street. Not bad at all. Long eh? time. Long time. <laughs> yes. A S Wig and Son, which has been a fixture of the town's retail community since it opened on Caesar Witch Day in 1880, will finally shut its doors on February 28th. So when Michael Wig, who's worked there for more than six decades, retires, and he did say... Having been at the shop for 62 years, I am now retiring in my 80th year. I do not want to die in harness like my father did, and I would like to thank customers, the team, past and present, and all our suppliers and allied trades, without whom we would not have managed to stay in business for 142 years. What an achievement. That is a long time. That is really, really good going. Um, so the business was founded by Mr. Wig's grandfather, Arthur Samuel Wig, the son of um, watchmaker and jeweller William Wig of Halesworth when Queen Victoria was on the throne and William Gladstone was prime minister. So, yeah, we're talking we're talking donkeys ago. Originally, the shop was a few um, doors up from its current premises next to the Rutland Arms in premises, which later became the studio of renowned photographer H. Sherborne. It then moved and over the next 50 years became one of the most prominent watchmaking and jewellery businesses in East Anglia. It supplied the majority of the turret clocks for the town's racing stables and the clock for the town's iconic Jubilee Clock Tower, which was officially opened in 1890. Did you know that? Nope, I did not, mate. Not at all. No, no. So in 1907, Mr. Wig's father, Arthur Cecil, um, began working in the shop and business continued to boom. In the Newmarket Journal in November 1927, Newmarket Journal is one of our papers, the business was highlighted as one of the town's most successful. Um, the report read, there can scarcely be a house in Newmarket and district which does not possess something from A.S. Wigan Co. What an achievement. You know, that's oh. really great. Not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. <laughs> Hats off to the whole team. And, um, yeah, just wishing, um, you know, wishing uh, Mr. Wig a very happy retirement. Yeah, he deserves it as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Cameron, let's move on to our next story. And this is yeah. about, you know, a Suffolk pub has become the third to shut since the start of the year, which Ooh. is which is quite sad. So, yeah, it's the um, it's the Bunbury Arms and, um, you know, pub in Great Barton um, near Berries and Edmonds. And it's, it, you know, this closures kind of happened quite suddenly. Um, it's the latest pub to seize trading in the space of just two weeks following Little Furlow's The Cock Inn and The Swan in Moncalais. Monksalay, sorry. Owners thanked everyone that had visited the grill since it opened in 2009, every DJ that, that spun a set at one of its many events, and the staff that strive to make guests feel welcome at all times. I've been to the Bunbury Arms a couple of times, Cameron, and um, always really nice when I went. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's such a shame that, you know, we're seeing this happen, you know, quite often now, really. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon either, which is a shame. Obviously, these businesses need more support or more people go to the pubs. I mean, hopefully it gets better, but it does look a bit gloomy as of right now. And even the spokesperson for Green King said, 
We can confirm the Bunbury Arms has been closed by our tenant and we are looking for a new partner to operate this pub with us. This pub is well known within the area and popular for its great food and drink offering. Our search for a new partner has only just begun, so anyone interested should get in touch to find out more. And then also, John Byers, the owner of the Cock Inn near Haverhill, spoke to Suffolk News and cited astronomical rising costs as the reason behind its closure. He said, I can't afford to keep it open with the bills I have to pay. December was pretty awful, apart from New Year's Eve and Boxing Day, which was quite good. It's died on its feet in the last few months. This past year has been horrendous. It's just been dreadful sales-wise. That and the fact that you can't get staff due to COVID. Such a shame, isn't it? It's such a shame. Yeah. But, but you know, um, we're wishing, you know, whoever takes on um, the Bunbury Arms or Coggin or wherever, like, you know, best of luck in these trying times because it is really, really hard. Yeah. And then on the flip side, we've got a slightly more positive story now, haven't we, Sam? Yes. Yes, a good one. I'll, I'll hit us with it. Right. So... A national Cornish bakery chain says it, it still plans to open a shop in Bury St Edmunds. So the Cornish Bakery Limited gained permission last year to make changes to the remaining empty unit at the former Palmer's building in Buttermarket. So it sought planning and listed building consent from West Suffolk Council for two hanging signs, recreation of the shop front as well as an air conditioning system and freezers. The company's website said the shop was due to open last year, but the unit does actually remain empty at the minute. But the firm has confirmed to Suffolk News that it still plans to open the branch and pointed to their social media accounts for updates. So if you want to keep in the know, you know, follow them. And then also, you've got something else to say about this, Sam, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I do, Cameron. Yeah, so I've been to um, the Cornish Bakery is lovely. You know, um, I went to one in in the Lake District, and it was pretty good. Have you ever, have you ever been to one? No, 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 I haven't been. No. Been oh. Once it once it opens, I will treat you to a sausage roll at the Cornish oh. Bakery. We'll go down. Maybe we could do a review or something. But the Cornish Bakery, yeah. um, which has shops across the country, including Southwold, um, yeah, will sell drinks, breakfast, lunch, cakes and pastries. Its planning application said there would be seating inside for customers who wish to dine in as well. Um, the former Palmer's was transformed into two ground floor shops in eight apartments on the first, second and third floors. Apparently the apartments are really nice as well. Um, Menswear retailer Brooke um, Taverna opened last year at the other unit at the um, converted building and Palmer's closed in January 2018, having traded there since 1961. Oh my god, I can't believe that was three years though. Well, how many years ago is that? Five years, mate. Five years ago, oh my god. I'm stuck in 2020, man. It's crazy, like, I remember yeah, Palmer's was, was well good but, um, but no, Cornish Bakery you know, it's going to be great too like, I'm, I'm excited to to see them finally moving in like, it seems like it's been um, talked about for ages, but it'll be um, it'll be good once they, you know actually open up hopefully this year, yeah. fingers crossed Something to look forward to, yeah Cool, so okay. are we um, heading into the events, Cameron? You know what? I reckon we should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> on um, on Wednesday the 18th of January, we've got a, a little exciting thing for you, which is a little bit different. Um, the Berry Storytelling Circle returns to the bushel on St. John Street for an evening devoted to the art of traditional storytelling. So the aim is to meet monthly to share folk tales, fairy stories, local history anecdotes and the like. So all are welcome from experienced yarnsmiths looking to maybe reach new audiences, uh, budding storytellers as well looking to stretch their wings, or those who've never even stood in front of a crowd before, but they, you know, decided they now want to. Or even if you just want to listen over a pipe, because audiences are always needed. So yeah, the session starts at 7.30pm and more information can be found by searching for Berry Storytelling Circle on Facebook. That is such like you know. I think that, that sounds like a good time. Like, um, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever been to one of these like storytelling circles, Cameron, but they're really good. They're really fun, and like, um, yeah, even if you don't think it's your thing, just head on down, and um, you know, it, you could leave thinking like, oh my god, that was that was great. But um, yeah, next event um is at the John Peel Centre in beloved Stone Market. BBC Introducing Presents is coming to the um, to the venue on Wednesday the 1st of Feb. So, you know, kind of one for your calendars, but, um, you know, it's, it's something to look forward to. The evening is a chance to see some of the finest up-and-coming artists from around the region at an iconic town's venue. The lineup includes Darcy Iola, Stephen O, Paris Robbo and Tropic Gold. Now, I know what you're thinking, you've probably never heard of any of those bands, neither had I, but... This is a chance to see them before they hit the big time. And you can say, oh, yeah, I, I saw that artist in BBC Introducing in Stone Market before they got big, you know. Um, yeah. BBC Introducing has had so many success stories. And for just £5, this really isn't one to miss. Um, this gig is also part of Independent Venue Week. And I'm a massive music lover, local music lover. And, you know, Independent Venue Week is just so important to keep our local venues alive. So get on down, support the John Peel Centre. Doors open at 7.30pm and more info can be found on the John Peel Centre's website. But guys, did we miss anything? Have you got an upcoming event that you'd like us to promote? Get in touch, send an email to gmspodcast at isleofpublishing.co.uk and hopefully we can talk about it next week. We'd, you know, we, we love talking about everything going on in Suffolk, you know? like So yeah, let us know. But Cameron, we're, we're nearing the end of the episode, mate. It's gone, yeah. it's gone like a blur today. <laughs> a few technical yeah, issues, but... But we're there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. And so um, shall I lead with uh, this week's question then? I would love you to. I would love it. Hey, here we go, guys. So do you have a prediction for 2023? So this may be something just general news related. could be politics related. could be even sport related or something even just a little bit a little bit random. So, um, Sam, before I go into my predictions, have you got anything maybe not necessarily boring, but is there just something you know will happen? Well, I guess, like, you know, the last story we talked about, about the um, the bakery chain opening up, um, Cornish Bakery in Mary St. Edmunds. That's, I think, you know, my prediction is that will definitely be this year. And that's something that's to look cool. forward to, definitely, you know, like, a bit of a cop-out answer, as we, <laughs> we already yeah. did talk about it. But, um <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think of anything really. Um, like, like personal predictions as well. Like, um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't really know. This year's, this year's a bit yeah. of a mystery to me. But Cameron, you've got, you've got some predictions which are very, very good. Yeah, well, so firstly, we'll kick off a, a sport prediction, and it's that Manchester United will win the Carabao Cup. As of speaking right now, we're into the final four now. We're up against Nottingham Forest and Newcastle versus Wolves. No, no, is it Wolves? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Southampton. There you go, Southampton. There you go. Um, so it might be, it looks like, I don't want to you know, assume anything, but it'll be a United-Newcastle final. And I'm on my knees. United finally win a trophy. It's been almost over five years. Five years, Sam. I've suffered. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I've got to be carried away. I've got to be carried away. Yeah. Um, and then my other off-field prediction, because a prediction's not, you know, I want it to be a bit exciting, Sam. So it's that uh-huh. Boris Johnson will go on Amsterdam every. Matt Hancock opened the doors, and I'm going now for Boris Johnson to jump in there as well. I, I feel like he would be very much suited to go on up the jungle. Mm-hmm. And I know many people would like to see old Boris Johnson eating some testicles, anuses and stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I, I could see it happening, Cameron. I, I could definitely see it happening. You know, the stranger things have happened on I'm a Slave. And um, whatever your prediction is, let us know. Send an email to gmspodcast at idolpublishing.co.uk. But the biggest prediction is just, you know, have a good, have a good year. Have a good time. Like, you know, letting us know what you think is going to happen this year. Yeah, if you and if you if you can't send us an email, just send, pop us a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for Good Morning Suffolk and um, send us a message. We'd love to open the doors and you know have a conversation about what we think is going to happen. But um, Cameron, I think that's that's all we got this week, man. No, it's just been a good episode. Thanks for um, thanks for your time. No, no, that's been alright. It has been a good episode, and um, yeah, as, as kind of touched on there, Sam. Hopefully, everyone you know has a good year and send those predictions in. Send them yeah, in. we want to see them. <laughs> anyway, so, so Good Morning Suffolk is produced by Isleth Media and Suffolk News. And we have been your hosts, Cameron Reed And Sam Harrison. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> You're supposed to say see you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>